Nintendo Nostalgia. I'm your host, Jacob Russ. I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Black, and we are back and we're playing with power on our 250th episode officially. I know we've had more than that, but this is officially the 250th episode. Ryan, how are you doing, man? Uh, It's like old times, right? I am absolutely great, and I am excited to talk about this this, episode. this game celebration of games uh, that we had yeah. yesterday, and just uh, our own bring our own list for this. You know what we thought was our best this year, and just bring our best forward uh, with this crazy twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's just Ryan and I tonight. Uh, no Chris, no Josh. Um, again, we we talked about last at our announcement episode that you know uh, sometimes that will be all of us. Um, we're going to try to keep it down to two at a time, though. Um, overall, just because we think that's going to help uh, make things flow better on our show. Um, but, uh, man, I, it's been a long time, really. I haven't been on an episode, and let alone hosting it, in months, if if not years now <laughs> at this point. But uh, I, I'm excited. Um, so let's not waste any time. Let's get into what we've been Radical Rexing about. Okay, Ryan, well, uh, why don't you go ahead and take the floor? What are you Radical Rexing about, man? Yeah, um, I did touch a little bit on, you know, the Game Awards, kind of Radical Rexing about that, um, and we'll, we'll cover that. Um, but um, yeah. aside from yeah. that, um, I've been uh, enjoying just some some casual playing time, um, jumping into some Nintendo stuff, I'm playing some uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! And, uh, you know, Duel Links, I've actually been playing the physical card game, and uh, I went to the gaming lounge called level up in my area and uh you know got to hang out and, and check that place out there and they have a Yu-Gi-Oh scene there like three times a week and i'm thinking about getting getting over there and, and playing again um they have this new archetype in Yu-Gi-Oh that's uh like sushi and like cargo ships like mixed yeah. so, like sea ships and stuff um it's just kind of a funny funny build and uh i've been experimenting with them because they are they're really uh they summon a lot really really fast and draw a lot of cards and uh, it's just a fun little mechanic, and so I've been really appreciating that, and uh, just getting That's into cool, that. Though. And I'm starting to get the itch to start getting into movies again and get caught up in the Marvel verse because I haven't <laughs> touched it. I haven't. Oh my you gosh. guys are going to judge me so hard, but I seriously have not seen any Marvel movies um, since before Infinity War. Uh, I haven't <laughs> seen anything after that point. It was just stop right there, and we haven't continued. I was supposed to watch him with Draco, and it just didn't happen. And so, you know, I've just been like just chomping at the bit. Wanted to like I, I basically just said, "Hey guys, to the Nos crew, just just kidnap me, kidnap me for a day, and just sit me down, and we'll do a marathon of all those movies, you know, and and get me caught up." And uh, just uh, I want to know so much, and I've got I've got a few things spoiled here or there, but for the majority, nothing like major that wasn't like you know the big. The snap thing. I don't know exactly what that involves. I just hear that there's a big thing that happens when he snaps. I don't even know what that means, honestly. It's just, uh, it's it's crazy to hear. Um, I am so out of touch when it comes to movies, and I need to get caught up. So, Yeah, I'd say you're a little bit behind, but, uh, you know, I guess you'll get there. You better hurry up. There's a lot that's happening, at one after another, month after month. So yeah. much Marvel, and Spider-Man's just next week. Oh, my gosh. I'm looking forward to Matrix, I, though. I'm oh yeah the matrix cool but honestly i feel like it's kind of just going to be under the radar with the spider-man hype yeah it could be as sad as that is because the matrix franchise is so huge mm-hmm. but i mean they're really kind of overshadowing each other right now i mean that was a bold move by wb to put it up against spider-man like yeah, that definitely it's just not it's not even just a just a spider-man movie you know i mean it's it's much bigger than that so but um is that all you're at our collection about it. Cool. I'm glad you got to be playing some Yu-Gi-Oh too. I know Ryan's got some more loves than in hobbies than just video games. I'd say you probably play board and card games 
more maybe more than video games these days uh pre-2020 definitely um but with 2020 like i kind of i quit cold turkey other than playing dual links which is digital so it's kind of a video game and a phone cell phone game more than an actual card game but you know just starting to get back into that yeah. and i'd love to play board games again i got a new board game for thanks miss when we celebrated thanks miss or thanksgiving and christmas together with my in-laws <laughs> Um, so I got a new Dominion yeah. set and found out there's actually five Dominion sets that I've missed since I stopped collecting them. Uh, so I've got a lot to catch up on. <laughs> wow. Well, um, what have I been recollecting about? Well, um, I was happy to wake up this morning to see that we finally have a release date for Banjo-Kazooie <laughs> coming to the Nintendo Switch in January. I think it's surreal. I mean, I'm, I'm still in shock. Like... Nintendo tweeted it out this evening of America or today, you know, and I'm just like, wow, like if I would have showed you that in 2012, no one would have ever believed me (laughs) ever. And they're tweeting about Nintendo Switch, Banjo-Kazooie being on it. And it's so cool. I mean, it's my favorite video game of all time. It really radically affected me as a kid when I played it. I have some of the most biggest nostalgic memories for that game and that franchise. They came to Smash, and now their game is coming back, and I'm sure it's a matter of time before Banjo-Tooie comes back, Diddy Kong Racing, which Banjo's in. Um, And then, honestly, I won't be surprised if Xbox and Nintendo bring future games together to it. I really just wouldn't be surprised. Because at this point, I feel like anything is possible with that. I I just do. Um, unless Nintendo stops the relationship, I think things will continue to come, which I think is awesome. Um, Radical Rexing, uh, I'm very blessed that I've been getting a lot of extra tip money at my work, so it's really helped provide for Christmas and all that, so, um, you know, I'm just very thankful and blessed, so. Outside of all that, though, really, you know, that's that's why I've mainly been Radical Rexing about. I did, um, I did jump back into Hollow Knight. I fit and decided I wanted to take our artist Kyle Martin up on his challenge. He's like, we all have big bag lo- backlogs that, you know, we get like 50% or 75% of the way through a game and we just stop because something new came out. Um, we got busy with life, so we was like, oh, I'd rather play this for a bit, and then we don't go back to the old one. So I decided to do that. Um, I started it over completely because I really wasn't sure where I was or what I was doing, and then um, all of a sudden I got back right to where I was instantly. I was like, oh, I guess I wasn't that far into the game. So, um, yeah, I'm enjoying that. It's hard. What I have a hard time with these type of games is that I don't know if it's hard because I am sucking or if it's hard because I'm really not supposed to be here yet and I'm trying to do something that I need to come back for. Mm -hmm. I kind of find that frustrating, you know. You even have have that with Metro. That's what a Mm -hmm. Metroidvania is. But... You know, I I haven't got to play it for the past couple of days, but I have been playing it a lot more this week, and I'm enjoying it. I want to beat it. I really like to beat it, and um, Neo, what does do before Christmas? You know, I would like to beat I'm those I'm not two, holding you so. to that. Uh, it's, it's got a lot of words, and it's more like a, a visual novel in a lot of ways, so it's a lot of reading, and so that's it's going to be hard for you to get through it, I know, but... Uh, once the story hooks you, Ooh, that's like once the story h- hooks you, you're going to be like invested, but it's going to take a little bit. So, but the gameplay is definitely worth it. I think it, equally, equally the amount of story and words that you get, you're going to get the same amount of like gameplay and and uh, just having fun with the battle mechanics. So, yeah, you know, it's it's funny you mentioned that because Kyle Martin wants me to. He's been on my case about playing Eastward, and it's his game of the year. He's up and down all about it, and I'm just like. I've been forcing myself through it, but I I don't like it nearly as much as him. I mean, I like it. I think some of the music is phenomenal. I think um, the art looked great, but there's a lot of talking, constant talking. I talk more than I actually play. And for me, as somebody who doesn't even like to read very much, that's a problem. So, but like you. And maybe the story's not hooking me. Like you said, you're, you're, you know, in Undertale, there's a lot of talking, but that story hooked me. And I loved to read the dialogue to understand more about what was happening to get deeper into that, that story. So I don't know. But yeah, uh, that's what I've been radical wrecking about in general. Um, so I think that just leads us to uh, what we're all here for. Guys, we had the Game Awards happen just last night as of when we're recording this. And we are here to talk about all about the Game Awards 2021. 
So to uh, kick us off, we've got a voicemail from uh, Josh, and uh, I'll go ahead and play that. Hello, people. It is Josh. Sorry, I could not be there today for this recording, but I had a few things I wanted to drop, a few quick opinions in this little voicemail. Um, so real quick, I guess, at the Game Awards, it was very okay. Um, not great, especially as a Nintendo fan. I'm sure a lot of y'all have already seen that. Um, it was it was a little slow. Uh, I will say my favorite moments of that show was the Sonic reveal. The second movie was great, and the new game, of course, interests me. Uh, Cuphead was cool. Um, outside of that, you know, whatever. Anyhow, though, my, for some of my own picks, and I'm sure Jacob and Ryan, everybody will, will have their own. Some of these may be the same. And I guess this will be off. Just here, uh, my favorite multiplayer game this year, Mario Party Superstars. Should have won the best family game this year. Don't know why it takes two is on there. Mature co-op, not going there. Anyway, <laughs> great game. Best Mario Party in years. Needs more boards. Uh, let's see, one of my favorite moments this year was the Sora reveal or Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Super cool way to finish the game off. Um, of course, I love Disney, Nintendo. Those are kind of my two entertainment loves. That was fantastic. Uh, one of, yeah, let's see how, oh, yeah, best fighting game. That was one. I really wanted Nickelodeon off the brawl to win. It's really not a bad game. Um, I understand why I didn't, but, uh, uh, to get on to the last part, though, my runner-up for Game of the Year, I have to mention Monster Hunter Rise. New to that series. Ended up really loving that game. I hope I can get back into it enough for that DLC that's coming out. That looked really cool, too. But, of course, my personal Game of the Year is Metroid Dread. Um, possibly my favorite, uh, well, new favorite, 2D Metroid. I've played all of that main series. Turned out really cool. Um, I wish it lasted a little longer, but I also know that's kind of the nature of it. Um, definitely would recommend that one out. Yeah, sorry, I'm trying to talk too fast. Anyhow, you guys have a great rest of your episode. I will see you guys next time. Bye. Awesome. Thanks, Josh, for calling. Yeah, Josh shared his thoughts. He shared his um, some of his categories of picks that he liked for the year from his, from his opinion there. Um, but, yeah, Ryan and I are going to just – we want to take the first part here. We're going to talk about um, the game awards. Um, so Ryan, what'd you think, buddy? All right. Uh, for the game awards, um, I wrote down a list of games that I thought were pretty interesting. I'm not going to touch too much on it. If you, if you saw the game awards, um, it's probably just review for you anyway, just to recall memories. But um, I think the first one that really hooked me that I saw at the game awards was have a nice death. Um, that just looked like a really fun, like kind of like hack and slash type type game it looked like it had difficulty but the style was just it was just dripping with color and style and explosions and i really liked that uh the present presentation they did there uh, really kind of hooked me so um and then um there was uh the i don't i didn't catch the name of it but there was this game that was very much rooted in like and in like indian culture and um you know they like the characters would randomly change into like traditional like garb and then, like, change into, like, regular clothing that, that we're used to. Um, and it was just, it was a really cool, like, flow of how things were working. And they were, like, this girl versus, like, their their exes and also, like, you know, disappointing their parents. And I, I really liked the uh, the idea of that game. Um, I just, I wish I could remember the name of it. Um, I didn't write it down when I was making my list. I, I should have, so... Um, but uh, I wasn't sure if you wanted me to run down, like, everything, everything, um, read off my entire list, or if you wanted to kind of, like, pause and go back and forth uh, there. But um, do you want me to go ahead and continue? Yeah, just continue about what you thought about the Game Awards, and I'll chime in, and we'll sure. go from there. Um, I liked, uh, I got excited for the little bits of, of pieces that I saw. Not necessarily Nintendo Sizzle Reel, but just Game Awards in general. Like the intro, when they started the Game Awards, they did show off Metroid and a little bit of uh, Neo the World is with you with Sheba at the end. I um, thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then I think, like, shout out to, like, not necessarily gaming, but, like, real stuff. Like, the, the support line they had for online harassment was really cool. Um, you know, just text support to 23368. Um, and someone can help, like you can report like abuse and, and just, uh, people being really, really nasty to you online and trash talking you in a less than friendly way, or maybe using inappropriate language and stuff. And 
I just love that they have a hotline for that's that. Cool. It's really impactful. I didn't know that. That's cool. Um, that was like straight up front. Like it, it kind of covered, it was, they, they talked about how they weren't really going to comment on the whole um, issue that's going on with different companies with, you know, Activision, Blizzard, mm-hmm. and 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 just other things that were in the industry that were a bit frowned upon. Um, they weren't going to really make that a big deal, mm-hmm. but they did offer a positive way to go about like reporting things. And I thought that was a really, really cool yeah. way of doing it. A lot of people got up in arms about hearing that they weren't going to talk about specifically that issue that's going on in, in the current media. Um, but I think that that kind of covered that right there. Um, right. That, that spoke a lot to me. Um, if nothing else came from that, um, there's something out there for people uh, to to reach out if if they feel um, they feel you know hurt and or attacked or you know threatened. Uh, I thought that was just really really cool. Um, and then some of the big bigger ones. Um, I really liked Horizon Two. The look of it, it was beautiful looking game. I liked the look of like all of the tech that they were using. It was just like it was so much of an evolution, even from the first one, um, and seeing how far they've come and the different like heads up displays and things that and the menus and things that you could do like on the fly. That was just it was really really pretty. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to see where that goes. I've not played all of Horizon or anything like that, but I've watched Draco play, and it's it's pretty impressive. Um, it came out this year. Um, Horizon Two isn't out yet. Yeah, it's oh, coming, okay. but it's it's not even slated for this year. That's right. Oh, I see. It was just a trailer. Yep, it was a trailer. Right? Um, I was gonna say like, why wouldn't that up the end of the year? <laughs> uh, it'll be next year for sure. Um, if if they release it next year, that is Zelda again. But we'll see. <laughs> um, then Zelda I will beat so. it. But, uh, and then we had some I had some Sonic love, like the, sh- the share out shout out with the Sonic Two trailer. Uh, that was awesome seeing Knuckles in action. And I think the thing that was the most like spot on and made me the happiest was just the voice of tails just felt so right mm. it was really really cool yeah. like i was like this this it can't be anybody else like this is the perfect voice for tails like thank you for for bringing that you know bringing the original voice actor there um i really appreciated that and uh you know sh- showing off sonic frontiers the the breath of the wild treatment for sonic games um, and when I saw how pretty that game was, I was like, oh, man, I'd love to play something that is just that this beautiful. Um, and uh, I will say a, a weird note was the Jim Carrey video um, where he kind of, you know, messaged in before they show the trailer. And I was like, this is awkward, but that's usually Jim Carrey's humor. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But, you know, that was just a, a weird weird kickoff but he looked like he was going to do a stellar job in the the new uh, sonic 2 trailer um in that movie when it comes out um another game that really caught me was uh chia t-c-h-i-a um i really like the look of that game and the mechanics and things like that um it would be something that i definitely want to try out sometime um and then just general like i'm a big matrix fan like big matrix fan and so i was really excited to get more matrix content with the trailer and also you know the uh the tech demo that they showed um i don't have a, a system that'll actually play it um but you know i i got to uh watch some of the gameplay footage and like some of the the screenshots people are taking it's insane it's it's just a showcase of unreal engine 5 and what it can do yeah like, you get in yeah. a car wreck and like it looks unique and everything looks different and like it looks like it's real life like what it would look like in, in like a car yeah. or something like that. And then you like look in the background and you see people are all fuzzy and, and they don't quite look right still, <laughs> but the, the wrecks and stuff were awesome. So it's like, just to be really cool to see like where the technology goes with that realism. And it's the, at this point, yeah, it's how impressive the game engine is to make something more hyper-realistic and believable. Um, and that's further steps towards right. VR being more believable and going into VR worlds and having those immersion yeah. experiences, which is really cool to see. Just it's it's basically a milestone letting you know here's how far technologies has come with with Unreal Engine, and it's yeah. really cool just to see those updates and the fact that they're doing it with a Matrix medium is just spot on because I'm such a fan, you know. So it's, yeah, it's really cool. I like the Matrix. Um, you know, I did not get to watch the Game Awards all the way through. Um, I I was kind of in and out. I didn't. I was late to starting it, and then I didn't. I had to go back and watch it as it after it ended to see it, you know, um, this was busy and, um, 
You know, I have to admit, I was not impressed. I thought the music performances were stupid, not needed. Um, I think it's. I don't think they do justice to people with awards. They, they, sh- they quick fire like three or four rewards right awards right away, and it's like, if this is really about the awards and really about these these developers give them some time to talk but instead it's about onto the next trailer onto the next long overlong trailer that we don't need to see because it's all about money for the guy who puts it on jeff keely yep, is that you say his name you know i just don't feel like this is he's not really doing video games truly true justice right now i feel like he wants to run his own mini e3 and it's just it's crap you know it's I'm not, I wasn't impressed. I wasn't. I thought I'd waste my time. And as a matter of fact, the past couple of years, granted, outside of my divorce, I actually haven't watched it, you know? I just didn't even think about it. And uh, because I remember the last time before before this one, I, I, I sat down. I was excited. I got home. Um, I ate my dinner in my office, closed the door, and I started it from start to finish and had my even had Jack in there with me in his high chair. And um, I was let down then, and I'm still let down. Nintendo has less and less of a presence every year, too, um, it seems like. Uh, so there was no big announcements or reveals for Nintendo. Like, they don't care. They really just don't care. And uh, so I thought the Sonic trailer was cool. Um, I thought it Tails, like you said, and, and Knuckles are spot on. I thought it looked great. I'm really excited. I haven't shown Riley. She loves Sonic. Um, and so I don't have her right now. So when I do have her, you know, I will show her and I'm excited to see her reaction. I did show her the movie poster when I saw her last. And I thought, honestly, I thought that Sonic game looked really cool. Um, is it, so is it like an open world Sonic? Is that the vibes I'm uh, getting? That, that seems to be what they're kind of, uh, teasing. Um, uh, it's like a, a Sonic adventure type feel, which would be really cool. Interesting. I think it would be freaking Give us awesome. a playground to run around in and. Yeah, like Breath of the Wild style. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, Kyle's like, oh, Sonic looks awful. I'm like, ah, whatever, Kyle, you're weird. <laughs> I don't think it's awful. I thought it looked really good. I liked the <laughs> graphics. I thought it looked really pretty. Um, and there were some games coming to Switch that I was surprised had a Switch logo on them, honestly. So that's cool. Always cool to see. Um, but overall, you know, the, the the games, most of them, I'm like, <sighs> I was talking to Lindsay because he was watching it with me. I'm like, look. It's another hyper-graphic shooter. Mm-hmm. Great. They're this, it's the same stuff over and over again. Just like when you watch the Xbox E3. I've tried, man. I've tried the past three times to watch it, hoping Banjo-Kazooie shows up. And it's the same recycled yeah. garbage. Shooters, realistic shooters, or some medieval sword fighting gore demon game it's the same mm-hmm. stuff i don't or, or, it's, or it's in outer space sorry you know i just or it's a zombie game but the current theme is gore shooting and um hyper realistic and i just don't understand it i mean and maybe it's the way i grew up but most of the games i wa- i loved growing up was just a mix of stuff i had some realistic looking games i had more cartoony games um, and more uh, somewhere in between are unique art style games that I just love, you know. And I just don't, I don't know. I feel like Nintendo was, and, and the the style that they bring was not really represented in Game Awards. Um, I mean, heck, even the guy who won the Game Award, you know, he won the Game of the Year. He didn't even get like a chance to speak because they had to get back on to advertising. He had enough time to say a couple of uh Curse words, but other than that, no. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Ridiculous. This is another thing. I just that was the same guy. Feel that like was the same games. guy from previous years. I think it was 2017. He like flipped off the camera. Um, from what from what I understand, like that was a developer. He was he did it back then, and so like it doesn't surprise a lot of people that he you know dropped the f bomb or what have you. Interesting. I think it's kind of sad because I think video games are for everybody, not just adults. And I don't like how targeted this is to even not kids. You know, kids couldn't watch it because there's crap like that in it. And I and I don't like that. But, I mean, 
not everyone's going to agree with me. I know that. That's my opinion on it. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Some people think that this will be the last Game Awards they have. No I mean, way. I doubt it. I don't know why they would stop, you know, especially when the dude just makes millions of dollars off of it. But I really wish it would get changed or someone would challenge it, you know, like some other company would try to do it more of a justice. Yeah. I was... And then force I was honestly a little bit surprised to see Nintendo there, like Doug Bowser, you know, actually being there amongst the crowd. Like it was weird. Uh, I guess they had to have someone there to represent, you know, you know, take the the award if they got something. Um, it was just kind of funny uh, to to see that when there wasn't a lot of representation with for Nintendo there. Um, it was cool seeing Reggie up there. He definitely doesn't feel like Nintendo anymore. In fact, he's being really careful to distance himself from that stuff, uh, which I thought was kind of weird, but um, it's so cool to see Reggie. And then I don't know if you noticed, but in the crowd, there was a guy wearing a uh, a uh, Bowser Jr. Uh, mask, um, like from Sunshine. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, but, you know, it was really cool to see just a bunch of familiar faces in the crowd and even on the stage. Um Yeah. Well, and, you know, let's let's talk about, you know, Metroid. They did win an award. Yeah. Best action adventure. I celebrated. <laughs> um, Met- Metroid Dread. I was very happy. I said, yes, Metroid won something. I was happy. I'm happy that it yeah. won something. Um, you know, I, I, I think that the game was fantastic. We have been on hiatus and have not been able to talk about that game, which Ryan and I very much well intend to do an episode about Metroid Dread um, because... It's fantastic, and if you haven't played it, it needs to be on your Christmas list right now, so go put it on there and go get it. Um, uh, let's get an episode out for that for Christmas, Ryan. But, um, and, uh, you know, I'm happy that it won something. I'm happy that it was, it was just really cool to see it recognized. Metroid's just been shoved under a blanket for so long, and, like, to see her up on that big screen and the orchestra... When they when when they got to the me- I just kept waiting to, for them to get to the Metroid part, you mm-hmm. know, when they were playing it with all the Game of the War nominees, and they got to it, it was like, I'm like, oh yeah, I gave me goosebumps. Yeah, I'm like, yes, this game, this game, this franchise deserves to be on the biggest stage as one of the most recognizable mm-hmm. games and and series because Metroid is that good. I I was very happy to see Metroid up there. I mm-hmm. will say that. Really excited about that. Yeah, it was definitely really, really cool to see the representation, even the little bits that we got um, and know that it was up mm-hmm. against some of the bigger runners. Um, and while, you know, if we want to talk about the subject of the game of the year choice, um, while it didn't make game of the year, um, it would have like the, the fan favorite. They did like a fan poll and had Halo not been included, um, you know, just because it, it came out for multiplayer, but the campaign hadn't come out yet as of, you know, just before the Game Awards. And I think the day before is when they launched the actual campaign. Um, but, you know, that that one won out over Metroid. But it was kind of cool to see those two butting heads again um, in, in, like, this, uh, you know, player fan poll. And uh, Metroid did get the second place there. So they were really close, you know, and it was really cool to see that. Um, it, it's funny how those two are always destined to be intertwined in the same year. <laughs> I know. I don't understand <laughs> it. Like Nintendo had all that time to release a Metroid game without the fear of a Halo hype attacking. Because all the Metroid Pride games were underlooked because, or they were overlooked because Halo yep. was right there. Halo, Halo, Halo. Oh my god! It's like it's destined. Those two will come out in the same year. It seems. Um, at least it wasn't Metroid Prime. We still got Metroid Prime 4 in <laughs> yeah, the world. Yeah, it didn't, so. didn't take on that, which I think it'll be much, much uh, longer time before we'll actually see anything Halo unless it's a DLC or something. So we might get like a Reach type yeah. thing, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, it was, it was cool to see that. And then just I love that the game of the year was an indie title. Um, that was epic. You know, that's that's huge um, for indies everywhere. Like that means, hey, you've got a chance to get here in this and be in this position, and 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 take this title of Game of the Year. It takes and two. It's really cool. It takes two is a is a indie yeah, game. Yeah. Um, wow, I did yep. not even know that. Yeah, and I remember watching. Wow, 
reading up articles on it and really wanting to play the game, knowing it's probably never going to come to Switch. But basically, it's like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the game, um, where you it's it's mm. two player. Um, you work together to basically survive being really tiny, you know, and and trying to you know basically survive a yard or, or wherever the setting may be. Um, Why won't that come to Nintendo? That seems totally like <laughs> definitely. A and game. there's a lot of people saying like it's eventually going to come like it's got to, you know, but it, it was a very, very pretty technical game and they probably have to do a lot to get it to fit on switch. Um, unless we get like a switch 4k, you know, thing. So, yeah, but, uh, hoping interesting. Hmm. Yeah. It's kind of fun. You just see my Nintendo fanboyism. Like I, I, I'm watching these categories. I'm like, I've never even heard of these games. You know, I'm like, what the heck is is this how did the was it in the game awards i just only know nintendo <laughs> <laughs> and a slight few others you know from other companies but in general i just i'm oblivious <laughs> i'm sorry that's who i am i'm a nintendo fanboy and i am not a, ashamed to admit that but well you know so overall it was a disappointment of a show i thought it was a waste of time um Let's uh, go ahead and let's just get into our categories, yeah. Ryan, now. Uh, what the people are really here for. They want to hear what we think, our categories and our games, so they can go out and they can go play them themselves. So what's the first category? Best indie title. Oh, snap. Best indie title of the year. Yeah. Lay it on us, Jacob. What's your pick? Um, I, this one's pretty simple. Axiom Verge 2 is, is the, my indie pick of the, of the year. Anyway. Um, that, yeah, that was the first game this year that I got that I couldn't put down. It gave me the feeling of like, I don't want to stop playing this. And every day I got home, I was like itching to play it. And every, every moment I had every moment of free time. And that's how I was still in school with this one. So I was like, I would find some time to play it. Oh, I got to go to the restroom. I'm grabbing my Switch. You know, it's it's things like that. I was playing that game constantly. I still don't understand the lore of the connections between the first Axiom Birds and this one. They're entirely different, but they're supposed to connect. And it really bothers me that I I played that whole game and I don't understand the connection. So I really need someone to explain that to me. Maybe I can. It's been out long enough now. Maybe there's some YouTube coverage videos of it. But, you know. I loved Axiom Verge too. I thought it was, I thought it was fun, dude. I thought it was fun and just engaging. How about you? Yeah, what do you think uh, of that? I own it. I have not played it, so I don't have any any input there. Um, I actually purposely did not play it because I wanted to save like the Metroidvania for solely Metroid. I get that. Whereas I still was like so hungry and for some metroid so i was excited to play that i didn't want um, to do anything that would spoil my experience for metroid and be like tired of, of that formula or something i just wanted to, to be the primed for the best you know oh i see what you did there. yeah <laughs> well uh, what's your indie game of the year um my indie game of the year is um it's still it's not completed yet i've not beaten it but uh chris tales um, really turned it around for mm. me. I played the demo, really enjoyed, I played the demo actually like three times through. I just get a feel for it and kind of even played like the, the demo with the extra character. Um, there's a second part other than the demo story part. And, um, I started playing it again and I was like, oh, I did this in the demo. It's not, not very different. But then I started getting into the story and it started developing and getting more interesting. And then the mechanics started getting more complex. I'm like, okay, so this isn't just as, as one dimensional as I thought it was going to be. And the art style is just so pretty. Like the, the, the cartoonish look that they decided to go with um it's just it's it's art it, it is an artistic game cool. the music is good and just the mechanics are basically it reminds me a lot of like original paper paper mario where it's the time mm, button nice. presses or like super mario rpg nice um where you hit the button at just the right time when you're about to hit the enemy and um you know it does extra damage it does critical damage and then when an enemy attacks if you hit the button just right you do a block and you take less damage, and then it depends on when you hit it. You can take, like, you can nullify most of the damage, or you can only nullify some of it, if, depending on how quick you are with the button press. Um, and right. that's like everything that you do. You can do different button presses to to get certain effects. And then on top of that, they throw like time mechanics, where you can like cause status effects, send it into the future, and the status effects have grown even more because it's in the future. You know that that much time has gone by. 
and it helps defeat enemies and things. And it's just a really cool mechanic. Um, and I'm really enjoying the story. I didn't expect it to hook me. Um, I was, I was skeptical, but I know credit to Justin Masson from Nintendo dads. He was saying like, it was like one of his like favorite games of the year. And I was like, well, it's got to get better than what I, what I've, what little bit I've played. And, and yeah, I finally got, got some, some hooks in me and, uh, I am, I am diving into that and that's what I've got in my switch right now. I'm playing. So it was pretty cool. Chris tales. It's crazy that they made a video game about Chris. You know, you know I, that is a that is your musket game besides Neo the Rollins with you because I remember last year I didn't pick one for you because but I picked two for this year so you still have to get Chris Tales eventually. Great, thanks, thanks for taking my money. Luckily, it's like but, twenty yeah, you, bucks. So, well, and you make it sound like it's good, so um, I'll have to uh, definitely get to it eventually. Um, but I could have bought that instead of that Digimon game that I played for two hours and now sits in my digital library, um, which isn't bad. It's priorities, man. I got other games I got to play for that one. I have so many games that like, I'm like, yeah, this will be fun to go back and play on a rainy day when I don't have any games to play and there's nothing out. But so far, stuff just keeps coming out. I did. Oh, you know what? One thing on the Game Awards, I did watch a Nintendo Switch trailer and they kind of just gave a, a tease of games coming for next year. I'm just like, Man, you know what? I pretty much want every single game that they just showed. I want Kirby. I want... Um, I don't know if I'll get Arceus, but I've been tempted about it. We'll see how it does. Um, and I don't care about Splatoon 3, but I'm sure everyone else does. <gasps> and um, what else? What else do they show? What is coming for 2022? Kirby. I'm sure you're not thrilled for Bayonetta, but... Uh, it looked like they included in 2022, they did include the new Breath of the Wild, you know, Breath of the Wild 2. So I think we could probably look forward to that next year. Did, was that in that so real? I thought I heard someone mention that. Um, I need to go back and watch it, but I'm pretty sure that it said, you know, things to play in 2022 was kind of like the idea there. Uh, oh. I'll have to go back and look at it and just to make sure. Um, but I thought I felt yeah. like they had said I something. Think, I think you're right. That. I should have picked up on it because now that was a big, that was a big thing, but I was, I was kind of half tuned in at that point because it looked just, that was my issue with the game awards, um, with Nintendo stuff was like they, all the ads looked basically the same, just had like different showing different games, but like it was the same cookie cutter, like formula. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, I remember, I remember watching it in like the first three games. I was like, yeah, I'm getting that. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm going to get that. And I'm definitely getting that. So we got some exciting things to come, and I guarantee you. Oh, Mario Rabbids was in it. Yeah, that was one of them. I guarantee you, we don't even know half the games coming, man. Nintendo. I have a feeling that next year, I think it's going to be a, a 2017. I, I just do. I think it's going to be full of massive hits that we don't even know of yet. Got to get that Metroid Prime HD remake. You know what I'm saying? And I'm surprised um, you didn't say DK. I think that that may come in the holidays, honestly, but we'll see. Um, next category. All right. Next up is best music. Oh my gosh. You want to go first this time? Yeah, man. Uh, so I have an album on my iTunes library. I bought it the day it came out, um, because I loved the music in the demo that I played and I loved every single song on this, on this album. And, uh, that is Neo, the world ends with you. The soundtrack is rockin'. Absolutely, like goes super hard, like just gets stuck in your head for weeks and days, like multiple songs, and you just have a, a huge, like, fun time with it. Whether you were a fan or played the original game, like there's a couple of tracks here or there that calls back to that. Whether there's an English version or a Japanese version, uh, but the new songs just rock just as hard, if not even better, and it's just it's. A beautiful, beautiful like soundtrack. It was. I was really sad that it didn't even make like you know the album or the music category and game awards because it was just uh, it was so good. It didn't. And, like, people all over my Twitter were just like saying how like it got stuck in their head. And even you, Jacob, you heard long-reaching effects where they mentioned uh, you were listening to some some like podcaster or or uh, influencer of some sort. And they were talking about how good the, the soundtrack was and how, yeah. how good the album was. And like you hadn't even like really heard much about the game like you didn't even know that it was yeah. a sequel you thought it was a prequel um and like but you, oh, yeah, you heard yeah. how good the soundtrack was and like when you're playing the game you get so like wrapped up in the music 
and it just it, it makes you want to keep playing the battle scenes like, over and over again. It, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I mean, it's hard to argue with that. The game is full of unique soundtrack uh, songs and stuff, which is not many games do that. Different styles and everything. So, well, I can't say I'm surprised. I am surprised that it wasn't. I didn't see that part that wasn't in the game awards section. How stupid! <laughs> yeah, like that game is full of music and everyone praises it. What? It just goes to show you the things are not properly done for this show. They're not. <laughs> Sorry, they're not. Halo won a freaking roared, and it wasn't even, it's not even a complete game. Awful. Awful. Um, best music is, I'm going to give it to the indie game, Eastward. Um, Eastward, although I will admit it, the game as a whole has not been, um, like, enticing me. However, I've listened to that soundtrack on Spotify many times, and I, there are just songs that, like, especially when they come on in the game, I found myself... I'm pretty deep into the game. I'm almost done with it. Um, but there are certain tracks that come on. I just put my controller and I just listen to it. I don't even want to play the game because I'm like, I love this song. And it, it the, the music in that game does a really good job at, at affecting your emotion. Very similar to Undertale. Very similar to Deltarune um, things in that regard. So I'm giving best music to Eastward by Chucklefish. You guys got to go get that game. It's not... I think you I think a lot of people more like it. I'm just not a big reader. Um and and the gameplay when I play it, the gameplay is fun. I just wish there was more of it and less talking. I've not played Eastward, but I've heard lots of good things and Kyle's been really pushing for me to get it. Um Oh yeah, you better get it. I I'm excited to hear the soundtrack and, and kind of get caught up in that cuz it sounds pretty cool. Um I was like I don't have time with all this I'm listening to New Orleans with you. I don't have time to pick up any other new soundtracks like that, you know. But um, I, right. I, I am interested. I like Chucklefish. Um, I was a big fan. I believe they're the ones that did the Pocket Rumble game. It was one of the early ones, like, first announced for Switch, like, in the, one of the first trailers for an indie game. And, uh, you know, they came out with, with Pocket Fighter, and it was a lot of fun to play. And I was like, they, they do really great pixel art. And so, you know, this is no yeah. exception. I hear that it's just, like, it's a beautiful, like, with the pixel work that they've done with it. Um, and I'm not a big fan of those style of of games um it, it, where it's like you know just the pixel work that they do in and set in the towns like that kind of like i don't know like not necessarily octopath traveler but just that 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 feel like i'd much rather move about in a 3d with 3d models in a 3d space and i would in a 2d space but i love the pixel i would too but I, I to me it it embarks back on like the Super Nintendo days to me, and I I like that. I wasn't a big fan of the where you can walk in all four four directions, like on a kind of a top down view or kind of an angled view. Like I'm not Zelda. a big fan of those styles. So, like old school Zelda that everyone loves. Yeah, I I just did, it didn't translate well for SNES for me for some reason, but um, I, and they yeah. may grow on me. I haven't played enough of those honestly to re- basically I'm going off a of lagoon in a lot of ways. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, what is our next category? So the next category um, is best family game. Whoa. Okay, I'll go ahead. I'll go first. My best family game is a game I haven't even played yet, and it's Mario Party. Super Mario Party, whatever. Yeah. Is it just you know it. Mario Party? Mario Party Superstars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it, I think it, it, there's Super Mario Party and then there's Mario Party Superstars. It's confusing, but yeah, the yeah. new one is Superstars. That's the new one. Yes. I give that because I don't have to play it. I mean, it, we have played it. It's <laughs> it's nostalgic N64 Mario Party games that were the best redone in HD. And it's something that I do tend to get later. I just has been on the priority list when I don't have anyone to play with it, you know? So um, I, I give it to that from what I've seen. It's reviewed well. A lot of people love it. Joss loves it. He plays it all the time, him and his wife. So um, I'm giving it to that, to, to Mario Party Superstars. OG Mario Party's Partying Hard. Want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Not to mention we got the 64 controllers back now. Yes, and you can play with that. Wireless. Yeah. That's so awesome. <laughs> Back, uh, I hope they need to send us all some gloves for our hands. <laughs> I expected those to pop up on on my Nintendo. Haven't yet, but I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> that would be awesome if you did that. <laughs> nice throwback. <laughs> for sure. Uh, and so was that your family pick too? No. Um actually oh. um, my family pick is Wario. 
Um, Wario. I actually have Wario and I've it played together. it. It's a lot of fun with family. It get really it is. Together. <laughs> it was fun passing off the controller. We didn't even lock the four player mode. Like we just did two players and kept passing the controller around as we were playing through the different levels and just having yeah. a blast and laughing. We, we had a we had a gross themed Halloween party and um, we did like, you know, Dr. Dreadful, like snack, gummy snacks. And um, we had like just like g- garbage pail kids and like mm. different like gross themed like posters all over the wall. And uh, we played Wario because it was really fitting. And everybody just had yeah. a blast, you know, playing playing with this gross theme game. game. And uh, it is it was really cool. And the different variety of, of different play styles that you can play and solve each mini game was pretty cool. So uh, I definitely give that my best, like my favorite family game because, you know, we played it with the family and friends and it was just, it was a good hit. That's cool. Um, And then it's hard to argue with that. I mean, I have played it with friends and it's fun with friends and family. So, yeah. Um, All right. What's our next one, bud? Uh, Next one is best reveal. Best reveal. So the best reveal that happened this year. Um, You want to go first? Oh, man. No, you got to go first. All right, best reveal. Um, it's Metroid Dread E3. <laughs> I I mean I lost my crap when I saw it happen, and she, they're like, but here, take a look at this, and then she just drops down, and you're like, you're like, oh my gosh, it was the, it was the first time we saw Samus up close, in true HD, <laughs> the first time ever. And she was wearing the fusion suit from my favorite nostalgic old school Metroid 2D game, the fusion suit. Oh, I and then and she and, and then goes just Metroid Five, that classic Metroid Five across the screen. I loved it. And then they, they it was just high pat pitched or it was I'm sorry, that's the wrong words. It was highly uh, packed full of just. Intensity and and dread showing off the robots. You it, everything was happening so fast. It was really cool. I watched that trailer over and over again. I I loved it. I think. And then they showed the amiibo, which I are sitting right here on my desk um, of the Emmy and Samus. I loved it, man. I to me that was my personal favorite um, reveal this year. Awesome. Um, I could definitely see that, and that would probably be my pick. Um, but I went with yeah. a little bit of a different pick, uh, something that was a little bit more impactful for me, something that means quite a lot to me. Um, so it was something that it was a game, a sequel that was announced, um, in an indie showcase essentially. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, Chris White, um, who recently passed away due to COVID earlier this year, um, mm. he, uh, made my musket game when he was a host on the show, um, to be, uh, oxen free. And so I played it and I just thoroughly enjoyed it and shared that with him. We had that moment where we just like loved on that game together. And, um, you know, when they finally announced Oxenfree 2, like, out of the blue is like the one more thing. Like I reached out to him and we just like geeked out hard over that. And just, oh, it was so awesome to have that moment with him. And uh, just it was so cool to have someone recommend a game that that, that touched me. And then have that bond with somebody and then hearing the sequel. And, and it was someone that wasn't my, my normal like group of friends and stuff. And just yeah. it was so cool that someone introduced something to me and then I could share it with them, you know, and we yeah. could just enjoy in that moment. And, um, and it, I kind of got choked up when I thought about like, you know, he's never really going to get to play that game um, with me. Yeah. But just remembering that we got to share that moment um, before he passed on. It's just it's so like heartbreaking, but also like so heartwarming. And I'm just, yeah. I'm really happy that we got to share that moment and I got to see, you know, a glimpse of how he gets really excited and how passionate he can be. Um, mm-hmm. It was really special. For sure, man. And yeah, it beats mine out of the water. We miss Chris every day. You know, we were just talking about before the show and that's cool that you have a, a connection with him like that. I think of some of the games, you know, like he had me play that, uh, Oh gosh, I can't even think of the name at the moment. Is but it was it Limbo really or creepy. Inside? Yeah, yeah, it was both both of them. I think it was Inside was the main yeah. one I played, um, and then I got Limbo afterward. But and he got Icon on Glass and played that. So um, back when he was on our show part time, uh, so that was really cool. Um, but mm, I'm glad you have that memory, man. Yeah, it's just it's so cool that um, 
that it came at such a big time. Um, it was a huge announcement for us. And it's like a lot of people don't know that game and it's an indie game. Um, but the fact that we're going back to the island and get getting to, to get that that weird vibe, it's a very Stranger Things uh, Twin Peaks vibe to it. Just like freaky. Yeah. What the heck is going on? And weird radio wave. I'll have to check it out. I mean, seriously, that sounds cool. It's about time, Jacob. I think it's time that we get into our game of the year. Oh, I got to play a little special sound effect right there. Do it. Do and it. I, and not edit this out so everyone can laugh <laughs> at us, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Game of the year time. This is it, man. This is it. Josh said it was Metroid Dread. Shocker, right? Come on, Josh. That's a fanboy. Um, Ryan, I think you should go first. Okay. I, you know, I wrestled with that a lot because I had two favorites this year. And uh, I think after some serious consideration, I realized that, you know, as much as I like Metroid, there was one game that I liked better. And oddly enough, I don't play a lot of games with music on, uh, but this one I did. And uh, I played Metroid with music as, too, as well. But I think the one that, that really won it in my heart um, for story and for um, just music and everything was, you know, shocker. Neo, the world ends with you. Um, that is definitely my game of the year, 100%, like all the way through. I have played through the game. I've gotten everything. I've maxed out every every possible stat, um, except for like, you know, drop rate, which is uh, an invisible value anyway. But, um, you know, I, I've done everything in that game you could possibly can. And um, I've even started a couple times wow. over and, and played through different like branching paths and just... I love the game so much and the music, I come back to it and I start hearing the music and I go back to playing the game again and just playing the battle mechanics. It's just so much fun. Um, and even though I've completed the game, like it's something that it just draws me back in. And that wasn't the same experience that I had for Metroid Dread. Um, I played it, I beat it and I'm like, cool, I'll come back to this later and try to speed run it over time. But I really didn't feel like I wanted to go back. And, and run from the beginning again, even on hard mode, like that was that wasn't much of a draw for me. Um, and, and just overall, like a much longer game uh, for Neo, the world ends with you um, and an impactful story. It hit me about the same as at the time of the life that I was in when the original world ends with you hit me um, where I was feeling I very much resonated with the main character and, and struggled with uh, mm. making a lot of decisions for myself and uh, just how that character grew and I kind of grew with the character and it, it felt really good. Um, and it helped me grow in a lot of ways. And that was, that was something that I was really surprised to know that the, you know, it, it did better. And in some ways, like just surprisingly, it helped me at a time in my life, like the original game did, but in, in, in more mm -hmm. ways than, than the original did. And, um, I have a lot owed to it and it's, it's definitely has an emotional impact for me. And, uh, yeah, cool. I really, I really just, happy of all the the love and stuff that was put into this game uh whether it was not marketed well or whether you know it didn't win anything in a game award show like it's just it's amazing you know um and i i love it absolutely i've i've bought the game i think it's been like eight times now for different people and uh i'm just i'm obsessed and i i love it and it's definitely my game of the year that's cool man and good for you you know i, I was really happy and i was shocked when you got that when they announced that game, I will say, like, like why? It was one of those things, like, why? No one thinks about this game but Ryan. <laughs> I mean, he's the only person I know who ever thinks about this game, and they brought it back. And, that was, you know, good for you. I'm really happy that you got to have that experience. And, and in a way, it's kind of me with Banjo, you know, it, but maybe they'll bring back Banjo with a new game in HD and a new story, so... But good for you. I'm not surprised. I, I am a little surprised, actually. I'm not surprised what you chose. But, man, I tell you what. Sam is going to slap you and shoot with her <laughs> arm cannon. Because she, you, you know, used to be like, she used to be like your mom. You know, you just went to her and you just, you loved her. You could have, nothing came between you and Samus. And as time goes, Breath of the Wild takes her, the favorite spot of her, of your beloved Super Metroid. And then she gets a new game and she's. You know, HDified, and she's still not good enough to be your game of the year. Wow. When we do our Metroid spoiler cast to talk about the game, I'll go into detail on what, what, where it fell short on its notes um, there, but it's still like, you know, it was my Nintendo. 
like first party Nintendo game of the year for sure. Like no, no, yeah. like no doubt. And it was, it was pretty close, um, in the running for that. Um, I did seriously consider putting that in there and, and bumping it up just because it was Metroid. It's my favorite like Nintendo series. Yeah. Um, but you know, something that outshone it, believe it or not. <laughs> well, I guess it leaves to me. Um, my game of the year is Metroid Dread. <laughs> wow, I I can't believe you guys didn't know that was coming. I mean, I loved it, dude. Uh, from the moment we saw the trailer to when we played it, I was so excited. I just couldn't wait for that game to come. I took the, I'd say I I did I take the day off work? I think it did. Yeah, it was my my right for my birthday. Um, but I got the deluxe and I got this awesome art and everything over here on my desk that I don't have room for, but I played it and I played it nonstop. The world shut down for me while I played it. You helped me. We created a new nostalgic memory with the game and we can go more in depth with our episode, but you came over for my birthday and spent the day with me and we, you helped me first off beat some obstacles that I could not do on my own. I was just getting ticked and I just needed a coach right there to help coach me through it which is what you were. And then, um, and then we, you watched me beat it. And it's a memory that we built together that I will always remember when we are talking about the 10 year anniversary of Metroid dread. I'll, I'll bring that up, you know, on this show. So it's, um, I thought it was great. I loved the cut scenes. I, I liked the story. Um, and I think that there was a lot of, cool things with it. I it's not a perfect game. There's some things I have issues with. But in general, I thought the game overall was fun. There's a reason it won best action adventure. I thought it was fun. I thought it was great to see Samus in a way we've never seen her before. And they did things that was just really shocking and they did things that were really cool and it was great to finally get a close to an arc of a story that's being, being that has been being told since the late 80s. Mm-hmm. And it's finally come to a close and now i'm excited to see where they take samus after this that was really cool to me especially the i've been waiting for the sequel from from fusion because fusion's always been my nostalgic favorite in the past what happens after that and they finally did it i'm really happy about that really really happy about it so so that's my game of the year i gotta ask you know uh do you think it's on par with with fusion does it does it meet your nostalgic standards there i think it will um, I mean, I haven't gone back to replay it yet. Um, I don't know. They tried to recapture that, that Emmy, they try to recapture the SAX feeling, um, with the, with the Emmys. Um, the Emmys are terrifying, but they, I, there's a difference between the SAX and them. And I think the SAX was scarier, um, because there, you get to a point where you can overtake those emmys one at a time whereas the sax you couldn't beat that thing until the very final part of the game like Mm -hmm. there's no way hands down that you would even get remotely like the emmys you can escape sax if it it sees you you're dead i mean there's a very small chance you're getting away put it that way Mm -hmm. yes it can be done but it's very small so um i loved the connections um i I, it's hard. It's hard to say. That don't put me in that situation. I need to sit on it more um, because Metroid Dread was fantastic, but Fusion, I loved that story too. Um, ah, I don't know. I just remember part of the game, the, tw- one, the twist. You've got a little bit. We have a Metroid episode coming up. You can make that decision then if you want to, or maybe leave our fans hanging. <laughs> <sighs> that twist kind of turned it into my favorite game though i mean if you've played the game you know what i'm talking about oh yeah i know what you're talking about i mean it literally flipped the game upside down on its head and it became an entirely different game almost yeah yeah definitely uh raised the stakes so it's pretty cool i've got to give it to be my best my favorite metroid i've got to yeah that doesn't make fusion less that just means it's it's my favorite in a new way and i because they did some pretty ins- uh, insane stuff where I like, where I had to like, when my jaw dropped, I'm like, what? Is that really happening? Is this really happening? <laughs> we got uh, a, we got a lot to talk about with that Metroid episode. Um, but for yeah, now, let's get, let's get it out before Christmas so we can convince people who haven't gotten it to get it for Christmas. Totally. Yeah. Um, that's next week. 
Let's do it. Next week or the week after that, though. But okay, man. I mean, that's really it. That's all we got today for you folks. Uh, I'm glad to be back here. Uh, Ryan, why don't you close us out and tell everybody where we still exist? Sure. Uh, this has been a while. Uh, let's see if I can even remember the show, like <laughs> tags and everything. It's been way, way, way too long. Um, gosh. Uh, yeah. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Pandora Podcasts, and YouTube. Uh, you can follow the show on Facebook at Nintendo NOS, on our Twitter at Nintendo underscore NOS. Uh, you can find us on our Instagram at Nintendo NOSIN. Shoot us an email at NintendoNostalgiaIN at gmail.com. Um, you can always call in, share us your love and your memories and your nostalgia um, on the hotline. Uh, you can give us a call at 317-969-5690. Guys, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time. Later, Preston. See you guys. Bye.